0: Everyone and welcome to the commander's forge my name is andrew bentley and here at the commander's forge it's just a spot for me to talk about commander and magic in general in the ways that i enjoy playing it now over the last couple of weeks i've taken you through different styles of decks that i've played and examples of those decks this week we're going to talk about tempo in commander and the way that i play it now, tempo for me is using small spells to increase our value and decrease our opponent's value. Now, in 1v1, you might think, okay, a bounce spell or countering a spell that gives you an effect. The way I look at it in commander is... Uh, Turning small value into large plays. And I'll get into that with the deck. But my basic thought on the matter is... You want to stockpile cards in your hand in your graveyard that you can then recast, reduce the price of, copy... And string together enough to just dome your opponents for so much damage. So much. Now, I don't see tempo as being just one style of play. For me, tempo is combining styles of play that include heavy card draw, price reduction, copying being able to interact because your, your main game plan isn't always going to work and you need to have a way to back it up. Whether that be a counter spell or a protection spell or just casting enough stuff to make your creatures big enough to survive a damage based board wipe. Or. Combat. And. Yeah. I get that this kind of falls into. An aggro deck sometimes. But. You can't. You can't really call it an aggro deck. If it's running less than 20 creatures. And that's in my opinion. Anyway. Now. I don't think this episode's going to be terribly long, but you never know once I get into the deck tech, so let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we will get into Adelie's Wizards. Alright, and jumping right into our deck tech, for Adelie's The Cinderwind, for my deck called Whiznerds, yes, I I know, it's a bad pun, it's what I do. Adelise is a 2-2 human wizard for 1, a blue, and a red. She has flying and haste, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, wizards you control get plus 1, plus 1 till end of turn. Now, the real kicker here is the deck doesn't run a ton of creatures because at its base, it's still a spellslinger deck. The total creature count is only 18, which means they all have to do something. And yes, there's always those few that are constantly on the chopping block. And there's a few that are like placeholders for when something better comes out. But then, you know, you have a couple that reduce costs, uh, keeping cards in our hand is fairly important. So you've got a couple that wheel, like Jace's Archivist and Magus of the Wheel. Uh, There's... Another way the stack tries to occur value is recasting spells. So our Snapcaster Mage and Dreadhorde Archivist are... Pretty important on that front, but one of the things the deck desperately needs is card draw. And anybody that's familiar with a wizard deck is going to call you crazy if you're not running Azami Lady of Scrolls. Now, Azami is 2 blue, blue, blue for a human wizard. She is a zero two, and she says, tap an untapped wizard you control, draw a card. Where this gets really good is it gets around summoning sickness because you're tapping a wizard to her ability which is just it's what you want to be doing. Now the other way we can get away with having such a low creature count even though we're not running certain cards like Tauren Sky Summoner Young Pyromancer or anything that's making those tokens, is we are running Docent of Perfection, which is 3 blue blue for a 5-4 Insect Horror. You'll notice that's not a wizard, but it has flying, and whenever you cast an insert a sorcery spell, you put a 1-1 one, one blue human wizard creature token onto the battlefield, then if you control 3 or more, you transform it, and it becomes Final Iteration, which is a 6-5, Eldrazi insect it still has flying and it still says whenever you cast an instar sorcery spell you put a 1-1 blue human wizard creature token onto the battlefield but wizards you control get plus 2 plus 1 and have flying yeah it's it's the one exception I will make for a non-wizard in the deck Now, this is at its base, an Isochron Scepter deck. Which is a 2-mana artifact that says, imprint. When it enters the battlefield, you may exile an instant card with converted mana cost, 2 or less from your hand. Then you can pay 2, tap it, and copy the exiled card. But the important bit here is, it says if you do, you may cast... The copy without paying its mana cost. Because normally when you copy something. It's not casting it. But just putting a second copy on the stack. Isochron Scepter gets around that. So we still get. Certain spells like. Well, I believe the only storm spell we have left right now. Is. Uh, Grapeshot which has storm and it's just a stupid little, it deals one damage to any target. But storm specifically says when you cast the spell, you copy it for each spell you cast before it this turn and you can choose new targets. So if you have that under Isochron Scepter and you cast say, four other spells, then you make the copy of Grapeshot, you're going to get the additional four copies of Grapeshot. And while those don't count towards spells that Adelies will trigger off of, that's fine. It's just, it's there to accrue more value. But that also brings us to stuff like twin cast which is two blue to copy an instant or sorcery and you can choose new targets for the copy Uh, mission briefing which is a instant version of snapcaster mage where you surveil two then you choose an instant or sorcery card in your graveyard and you can cast the card this turn if the card would be put into a graveyard this turn you exile it instead And surveilling is you look at the top two cards and you can choose to either leave them on top of your library or put them into your graveyard. Then we're also running Increasing Vengeance, which is two red, to copy, target, and a sorcery spell you control. But if you cast the spell from a graveyard, you copy that spell twice instead, and you can choose new targets for the copies. The reason it's worded like that is because it has flashback for three red red. Or, again, with Mission Briefing, we can cast it from our graveyard by just paying the two red, or with Snapcaster Mage, or with Dreadhorde Archivist. Uh, We're also running Spelltwine, which I believe is the highest converted mana cost in the deck, at five and a blue... You get a sorcery that says exile target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard and target instant or sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard. You copy those cards, and again, you get to cast the copies, if able, without paying the mana cost. And then you exile Spelltwine. So you can't do this by casting it several times out of the graveyard. But if you have a ton of mana, you can cast Spelltwine targeting twin cast in your graveyard and something else in somebody else's graveyard then twin cast becomes a copy of spell twine and you get to do it again and if you have another copy spell you can copy it again it's just i i understand it's expensive but you can do stupid stuff with it and i enjoy doing stupid stuff um speaking of more stuff we can do from the graveyard we have mystic retrieval which is three and a blue that returns an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand and it has flashback for two and a red now we're running several different ways to copy spells so i figured it wouldn't be bad to include a twinning staff which is a three mana artifact it says, if you would copy a spell one or more times, instead copy it that many times, plus one additional time, you may choose new targets for the additional copy. And if worse comes to worse, and we just really need to copy a spell, you can pay 7 and tap it to copy target instant or sorcery spell you control and choose new targets for the copy. Now, I, I've played a few games with this where people keep my creatures on control and I just don't get to do much. That's kind of the downside of playing tempo is you still need to be able to protect yourself and nothing is as degenerate as what I ended up doing the other day, which was Isochron Scepter with an imprinted mana drain. Now, Mana Drain is blue-blue for an instant that says counter-target spell at the beginning of your next main phase. Add an amount of colorless mana to your mana pool equal to that spell's converted mana cost. So, as you can imagine, I was able to power out my hand, hit a couple card draw spells, and in that game, I ended up casting Thrill of Possibility, which is one and a red for... As an additional cost, you discard a card and you draw two cards copied four times. So the way that spell works with copying it is you only pay the additional cost once. So I discarded one card and drew eight. Uh, And that's true of anything that says discard a card as an additional cost. Uh, there's just, I'm focusing on drawing cards. I'm focusing on protection, uh, card selection. Um, my removal is not super deep, but we are running, uh, everybody's favorite card to hate cyclonic rift which is one in a blue for an instant that says return target, not land permanent. You don't control to its owner's hand or more commonly you overload it for six in a blue and you replace every instance of target with each. Uh, good old Vandal blast. Same thing. It's a red for a sorcerer that destroys an artifact you don't control, or you can overload it for four in a red. Uh, Pyroclasm. Pyroclasm's funny, because if Adelie's is out, she would normally die to the two damage that Pyroclasm deals. But because you cast the spell, she then has three power. It's just one of those stupid interactions where you can get rid of somebody's small blocker and then get in for some damage. Uh, There is a build of this deck that I... Thought about building where instead of wizard tribal shenanigans, uh, it was just going to run uh, Zada Hedron Grinder and just try and go full uh, pump spells. Uh, that might still be a thing. But yeah, like, it's got counter spells it's running stuff like past and flames which is three and a red for each incident sorcery card in your graveyard gains flashback to land a turn the flashback cost is equal to its mana cost and it itself has flashback for four and a red mana um through shenanigans of the scale uh i cast a card called frantic search which is two and a blue it's an instant that says Draw two cards, discard two cards, and then untap three lands. I had a game where I cast six copies of the spell and then recast it from my graveyard an additional two times. And the, the way that works is you can float mana... And then untap lands that are going to tap more than one mana. Or you can float all your mana and then untap the lands that you're going to need for different colors of mana. It is the only... It is the only spell I'm running that untaps lands like that. My god, does it get into some shenanigans. I believe... The rest, I'm just going to kind of leave in the uh, description with the decklist. And uh, I know this is a relatively short one, but with the holiday and me dealing with a problem with a tooth, I think this is probably the best that I'm going to be able to muster. So, um... I'm thinking about changing up the format, and instead of doing a super edited with all the pictures on YouTube, I'm just going to copy what I'm doing on Anchor and upload audio only. But if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, if you'd enjoyed it, hit the like button, consider subscribing. If you do, hit the bell for notifications. And I'll see you next week. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I would like to thank Nate and Erica Jacobs for designing my logo, and Cody Mulfi and Ian Foss for allowing me to use a sample of music from their band, The Crypt. The podcast can be found on YouTube by searching Commander's Forge. The podcast is Commander's Forge, that is C-M-D-R underscore Forge, on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at Benz Mister, that is B-E-N-T-Z-M-R. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, here's to fun games and sick plays.